Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, and today with my fabulous co-host. Hey, guys. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So Chris is back from California as of, what, Yes. Uh, two days ago? Uh, yeah, we flew in Saturday, uh, all running together. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm She's still, still in West Coast, Coast time. <laughs> That's right. Well, we wanted to share with you our experience in Tahoe and wanted to yeah. get your thoughts on how you're doing with post-show and kind of all the epic circumstances and events that have yes. happened here over the past week. So why don't you start off, Chris, just telling us about the trip to Tahoe and kind of your overall thoughts of that show. Yeah. So I actually really loved this show. This was, I mean, Amy said it before. It's definitely one for the books. Like the promoters, uh, like Center Podium did a great job making the athletes feel like super important and accommodating us. Um, and they really went above and beyond to make sure that the show happened. And they were just super kind and like it was a totally different feel than some other shows that I've been a part of. So I really appreciated just being welcomed and uh, just the positive attitudes and everybody kind of pushing to make sure that this event was going to happen. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I felt like it was a really positive way to get back on stage after two years in an improvement season a bunch of the pro bikini girls backstage just had really positive attitudes. They were a lot of fun. Um, there were a lot, I mean, there were a couple of things we had to work around, like the venue um, or the stage was outside. And um, throughout the day, it was pretty warm, but early in the morning and probably around like four or five o'clock when the sun went like behind the mountains, it got cool really fast. Um, and there was like a little bit of wind and the stage was a little bit like crooked. So there were a couple things that were like part of the elements that we had to work around, but it was a really positive experience because of the attitudes that were backstage and the way the promoter and the event coordinators like really took care of us. Uh, they had like a tent for us to stand in to get outside of the wind before we went up on stage and they really kept us inside for most of the time and kind of like corralled us and walked us down when our category was coming up. So that was nice. We didn't have to like stand outside in the elements. Um, and they encouraged us to wear flip-flops when we walked down to the, the podium. Some and people did our... though. Every, like there were a lot of girls that wore heels through the mud and everything. Yeah, those, those girls were bosses in their heels. They, they, I was wearing flip-flops. I was not going to walk in the terrain in my high heels. But those girls, like it was like permanently attached to their feet. They had no problems walking down like inclines uh, or declines and then in grass. So uh, there's some mad skills in how they handle those heels. Yeah. Yeah, we were lucky that it, it didn't rain because it was quite a walk yes. from the hotel where you guys were pumping up and getting your mm -hmm. glue and glaze. And then um, there was quite a walk. So, yeah, we were lucky. Yeah. It was really sunny and uh, JM was there. So he's always makes things super feel super special because he does like awesome, uh, you know, photos and things like that. So his he captures good moments. Yeah. Yeah. Around the MPC. He's been doing this for over 30 years, I think. So. 
Um, he's always fun to have there. And I, it's been weird because ever since 2013, I've always been a promoter um, and involved in the sport and that side of the production side of things. And just because of our Indiana district chairman and also our zone chairman, there's three in the country, he had retired in November of last year. And so, you know, this was going to be the first year that I wasn't a promoter anyway, and then COVID hit. Um, so I guess it was a blessing in disguise in that way. But I really wanted to support um, promoters because I know what it's like. It's a really big risk financially. Um, yeah. And it's it's really rewarding to be a promoter because you get to give this like incredible you have the you have the ability to make the athletes day go really well and you know if you make it about the athletes it's super fun because you're providing like an opportunity for them to do the sport that they love um so this year you know I didn't do that so I wanted to be involved in a different way so I was actually the center podium guys were so sweet and so kind um they I did a little sponsorship there for that show and um, got to pass out some awards. So that was kind of fun to be backstage and being a part of that show. Th- that show just has great energy. I feel like yeah, Chris Menez, he, first of all, the show was supposed to be on August 8th and it got pushed back and um, they had their permit. Something happened with their permit, even like a couple days before the actual show. So they had had the tent all set up on the lawn at the um, Squaw Valley Ski Resort and they had to tear it all down and then put it all back up and they stayed up. One of the guys said he was up till like midnight on Friday putting up Uh a tent that he had just taken down and just put back up again. So I just give those guys so much credit um, for making that happen. Um, Despite all odds, they were, it's, it's just nice. It's a, a good way to show these athletes that have been working so hard and that have waited so long to get on stage. Um, I thought it was a nice gift for them to just be able to produce that show and make it happen. They were, they were a lot of fun. And like, even the venue had to change like a couple weeks prior. They had to move to a different state. Yeah. Yeah. So they really were trying to make, and even Chris uh, had mentioned in our athletes meeting that he's, he said, uh, uh, to get approval for events like a wedding was considered an event that was uh, approved to take place so um, they were trying to pull all kinds of strings like and possibly getting married to make this show happen <laughs> so like they this center podium people they were like they were locked in making sure that we were going to get up uh, on stage and compete so yeah and and they made sure like a lot of times you go to shows like top five get awards. Um, but like every single one of us got a participation uh, medal, which is so cool looking because it's got this like moose and it has Lake Tahoe. So um, I don't know. They just made us feel really special. Um, and I remember Amy said that they really took care of you as well. Yeah. They just do a nice job of making everybody feel special and a part of the day. So um yeah, I mean, there's been so many different shows that have been moved and because of trying to get around COVID restrictions. So um, those listeners that may not know this, ju- this I found out just a couple of days ago that USA's got moved back to Vegas. So originally it was in Vegas in July. 
That got pushed back to December, paired up with Masters USA's in LA. Well, now, because of the restrictions in California, Masters USA's and USA's are going to be in Vegas. So um, it's just interesting, like NPC Universe, that's supposed to be, you know, usually July 4th weekend in New Jersey. It's going to be in um, Charleston, South Carolina in November. And then um, I'm heading to Orlando this Sunday to um, coach Jamie and Deborah and Elizabeth at Masters Nationals in Orlando. They go on stage on Monday, which is crazy. And then I turn around again a couple days later and head to the Chicago Pro, air quotes, uh, which is actually in Atlanta. And um, I'm going to be there coaching um, Karina for her pro debut for fitness. And that's the last day of the cutoff for qualifying for the Olympia. So, yeah, there's just a lot of moving parts with the NPC, but I just am grateful that everybody's making these things happen, like kind of moving things to, you know, I, I appreciate the warmer states. I yes. I like Pittsburgh. I think it's a nice city, but I would rather be in Orlando this week. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, just so you all know, uh, we'll still have a podcast release next Tuesday. It's just it's going to be my interview with Ashlyn Brown. So while I'm on a plane. Uh, flying all over the country uh, next week. She lives week. out of a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have that for you. It, it, she's an awesome person, so it was a really good interview. So be looking for that next Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe. And um, we'll recap both of those shows then the following Great. Tuesday. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that um, happened because I think that this was a pretty – I think it had a lot of – uh, for one thing, it was super beautiful. Uh, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen anything more breathtaking in my life. Um, just like as I'm <laughs> looking through my phone screen, doing the live feed on Instagram for Glam Girl, I'm like looking yeah. at these beautiful mountains behind you pros. You're all like radiant and beautiful. Um, so let's talk about just kind of some things that we've reflected on that we're going to do yeah. differently moving forward. Um, because I think that there were there were some uncontrollable things, as there always are in preps. And then um, there were some things that we could control that, that we're going to do differently next time. So yeah. do you want to start with just some of the roadblocks that we kind of experienced the of week course. that you were supposed to be overreaching? And then um, yeah. the week of peak week, some of those uh, things that we, we ran into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, this show was definitely or this prep was definitely a great learning experience uh for me um there were and it kept both of us on our toes with all these random things that were happening to my body um but we I definitely feel like we walked away with a lot of lessons so on my um like I would say maybe two weeks before my peak week or a week before my peak week um, I had like some type of injury to my hip and lower back area. Um, and so it was just super aggravated anytime I sat down or, um, was walking, it was on my left side and it just was like, irrit- it was just consistently irritated. Well, you couldn't um, bend down to even tie your shoes, like. That's how bad it was. I'm just like putting it on that level. 
yeah, I was ignoring it, and I got to a point where I couldn't put my socks on. So, uh, yeah, so I, you know, let Amy know that I was immobile. And, uh, yeah, so we had to really change around our strategy leading up into the show. Um, I don't know if you – you were the mastermind behind that, so I don't know if you want to share. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it was was really unfortunate, bad luck, you know, that – so when somebody is, you know, dialing down for a show, those last couple of weeks before peak week should be when you're overreaching, which that means that you're busting it, you know. You're, mm-hmm. you're not going to make a bunch of adaptations. So, you know, like doing extra cardio, like really pushing it in the weight room because you know that during peak week, you're going to be tapering down and you're going to be deloading. So you're going to be moving, you know, most people would move from like hit to list, you know, things that are going to yeah. like bring down inflammation. Well, we had to bring down inflammation prematurely. So yeah. um, that was, that was hard in the fact that you literally did not train lower body for a couple weeks. Um, and then also during peak week and we just couldn't push any of the cardio. So we had to dial that back down. So those were, you know, things that, you know, we really can't control. Um, one thing that I know that I will do differently as a coach. So when Chris and I were, um, basically communicating this prep, but something that was different was that she actually lives in a different location. So, where she's Mm -hmm. at doesn't have like the greatest wi-fi connection and as a coach um still frames are fine you know they're clear as long as you're taking like good pictures with light behind you um in good lighting natural lighting or a diva ring um i suggest that you give your coach like really great check-in photos and those are super helpful but like kind of this like the ceiling um thing the final thing is you and the reason why we do it 10 weeks out minimum, and I think we started it way before that because, like, we t- started 10 weeks out from August 8th. Um, and right. so I, I have them pose, you know, for 30 minutes a week. Um, and we tried every single device, like WhatsApp, Zoom, um, you know. FaceTime. Tr- FaceTime. We tried all of them, and you were very pixelated. And yeah. I'm not trying to make excuses, but I think that, like, in the future, I think we both have learned from it that, you know, um, since we can't see, I can't see her in person, um, and how she moves and her lines. Um, it just tells so much more of a picture of like where they're at leanness wise. So, yeah. um, I think we should have probably taken like at the Dexa scan sooner. Cause once I saw that, like, I don't know, I think you took it like two weeks out or something. Yep, I realized, yeah, I realized like, yes, we lost 20 pounds, but you know, we came into it after taking two years off and, Bikini over time has changed a lot, and um, just in the two years, you know, they're looking for a much more muscular, conditioned look, and so, yeah, we probably would have needed for your body, um, Mm -hmm. although we lost the 10 pounds, or the 20 pounds, probably needed to lose, like, 25, and Mm -hmm. you averaged about a half pound a week, so I think, like, maybe 10 more weeks, and if I would have picked that up with, like, a little bit better visual... um, so we're definitely going to change that for next time. We're going to make sure that we can see, um, you know, her body lines a lot more clearly, um, have a better connection there. So that's one thing that we're going to improve um, in terms of that. So we're going to give you more yeah. time. Um, another thing that we talked about is just trying to stay a little bit more within striking distance in the off season. Yeah. Um, I think starting 
a prep at a leaner level will be a lot easier for you to maintain more of your muscle mass and Correct. for things to be a little bit, you know, we, we wouldn't have to dig so hard for so yeah. long to get you back yeah. to a stage. So we'll probably, you know, incorporate mini cuts around throughout the year so that we're kind of keeping you within striking range. But that's kind of like, those are some things I'm going to change. Um, there was one thing that we had no control over and that was you having your period. So we went from <laughs> last year, you losing your period like the entire year and then, okay. So it's a blessing that you had it all the way up right. to the show, but then you had it on the show. So you were definitely like holding water in your abdomen yes. for sure. Like yeah. you could tell like when you're on your period, like you usually like hold a I little do. bit of water in your stomach, yep. which again, there's nothing you can control about that. Um, you know, I try as a coach to like kind of like lower carbs and, uh, you know, make minor tweaks, but there wasn't a whole lot we could do like with the back thing. So again, not making yeah. excuses, but you know, sometimes these things happen. We know what to do to move forward. Um, do you yeah. have anything to add on that stuff? I know you had some things like about tan that you're going to do differently. And I think that'd be invaluable yeah. information for the audience too. Yeah, absolutely. So well, I think there were two things, too. This was the first time I was dealing with a different altitude. And um, so that's like a whole different thing on your hydration levels. So it was really helpful that Amy had insight into that to kind of help me stay hydrated. Um, but I, I'll be honest, like I dealt with nausea like on and off the whole time that I was there. So I don't. I don't know if that was because of my hormones with my period or I don't know if that was because of the altitude, but that was new. I definitely um, had not experienced that before. And yeah, I, with the tanning, I think definitely I needed to use a, a, like a dial soap unscented that would really dry out my skin. My skin's just naturally uh, oily and I had done my skin prep like I normally do, but I had not really dried out my skin enough. And I think that could have helped have my tan lay a little bit more evenly because I did get muddy pretty quickly. And then I had, I think, a couple too many coats of tan as well, too. Like, yeah. my competition was on a Sunday, and Friday I had two coats of tan rinsed, and then Saturday had – You had one tan. Friday then, too. Yeah, we yeah. should have rinsed you Saturday morning after looking at how muddy you were. I wish that mm -hmm. they would have just put one coat on on Friday, but they put two. I, I don't know if they didn't understand that you weren't competing until Sunday, but um, yeah, like usually we do like a very light base coat, rinse it off um, two I'm days I'm just really out. white. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other things that I noticed too is like, and I don't know if your razor has the lanolin strip on it, but I did notice like on your bikini line, it was like mm -hmm. a different shade. Um, and I think yeah. that's because of the lanolin. Um, so ladies that, you know, obviously you have to shave every hair in your body during peak week, but just make sure you get the razors that don't have that, um, lanolin strip because those oils can throw off the pH of your skin and it can throw off. So she was like darker in her crotch area. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think that was my hormones cause I use that same razor all over my body. Huh. Yeah, it was like my hormones. I felt really like were really funky. Yeah, yeah, because it did like it. I it was darker in that area, but I also was like on and off, like had hot flashes and was sweating. It was my body was just freaking out. It was a little <laughs> bit strange. 
Periods are so, fun. <laughs> so I would advise anybody that's doing a peak week, even if it's on flat land, you're not in high altitude. Um, I go to Colorado so much to visit my family. Like I understand that I get so dehydrated there and I have yeah. to just do extra. But even if you're landing somewhere on flat land, remember that when you're up in the air, when you're in a plane, you're in high altitude. So your body is dehydrating severely when you're flying. Mm -hmm. So I always advise anybody that's like doing peak week because it's usually you're flying to your show a couple of days before yeah. it starts. You want to make sure that while you're in the air and I think Chris, you had a really tight connection. So you weren't able to pick up the waters like yeah. I had yeah. said, and the airlines don't give you anything. So you, no. you basically have to bring like your own containers, fill them up with water fountains, but then also, I do like smart water with a, an electrolyte blend so that you're staying extra hydrated as well. But yeah, those I are definitely did those, those smart waters, but you're right. I had to play catch up because my first flight I was hydrated, but then we had to run to our second one mm -hmm. and they were both like three hour flights. So yeah, it was three hours of me in the air. I had a little bit of water, but not nearly as much as I needed. So yeah, once we got to the hotel, I was texting Amy that I was chugging water to catch up <laughs> with my hydration. Yeah, and then I think another takeaway that I had, it was interesting because the next day on Monday, I was in the gym and um, the head judge was there. And he was just like kind of educating us on, you know, a lot of people had questions on like why the placings were what they were at that mm -hmm. show. It was a stacked show. Everybody was like phenomenal. I mean, everyone looked amazing. And yeah. there were a lot of Olympia qualified people there. I mean, even somebody that got second, seventh place, Lexis Redman, who I've interviewed on this podcast. I mean, she was already Olympia qualified and she got seventh. So if that tells you anything. Um, so obviously Casey Samsel Torres won the show and he was kind of explaining just um, the difference in her look versus other competitors. And um, as judges, they need to like show what the standard is for bikini. Um, and so the way he was explaining it is they're looking for a more feminine look in bikini and not so athletic. Um, he was like, I actually like the athletic more, but he was like, we have to stay true to the lines of what the, the criteria are for that particular sport. And I mean, she has amazing stage presence. Like her posing was just flawless. Her physique was super balanced. Um, but yeah, like compared to other competitors, um, like she had a softer look. Um, and yeah, I mean, she was very muscular and bubbly and like her physique was beautiful, but that's kind of like the message that they were trying to kind of send. So, um, and then just to give you an idea, like the girl that I placed the third, that I gave the third place medal to, um, Gabrielle, she was the winner of the Arnold this year. And that was her pro debut, the Tahoe show. She got third. Um, and she actually got Olympia qualified this last Saturday at the Minneapolis Pro. So that kind of just tells you what the caliber was. I mean, everybody yeah. looked amazing. And um, I think with the new wellness category, they're just really trying to try to tighten up the lines of, like, what that athletic look should be more wellness, you know, and um, – kind of like what the look that they're going for in bikini here moving forward. So, um, I mean, he even said to you and your feedback, like there were two, 
he felt like a broken record like he was telling a lot of the pros a little bit less in the shoulders and things you know yes yeah um yeah absolutely he said there are some girls that were too like too defined in their shoulder cap like it was too pronounced um do you want to go over the feedback that he gave me yeah I mean I think we kind of talked about like we just we needed to bring you in leaner um you know I think that with like between the combination of a lot of things that happened, you know, yeah. bringing you in tighter, more conditioned is something that we just need more time. That's all we need yeah. is just more time. Um, we are going to put on, you know, we're going to try to put some size on up top and in your legs um, yeah. moving forward. Sure. So this should be a fun improvement season. But yes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think your posing and everything was just really spot on. I think you adjusted well to Thank the you. new um, lat spread and lat flare. Yeah. Like, I look at your pictures. Your posing got so much better. We have a I, – I sent you a comparison of even your front pose yeah. at the Hurricane Pro. It's a lot cleaner. I mean, you're presenting your, your lat flare from the front a lot better. Now you're standing a lot more upright, and you're presenting yeah. your shoulders better. Um, and then in the back pose, of course, um, we worked really hard this whole year on getting you your lat spread to yeah. show so that it kind of matched your bottom. And I think that you improved that quite a bit, whereas it used to be in bikini that you could kind of pinch your shoulder blades together um, yep. to like arch your back. But now you just can't do that um, with Issa being Miss Bikini Olympia. We have to follow um, the standard that she sets and she has crazy V taper and lat spread and her waist is so tiny so yeah we need to present our shoulders and our back and I mean we even made sure that your hair was cut in a taper so that it revealed your lats and your shoulders um in your back pose those were some of the things we changed I mean those were I think the positives uh for sure what are what are your thoughts yeah I think they gave pretty much unanimous feedback and it was things that I would agree with like I feel like, uh, and I think you're absolutely right. I think because of my injury and us depleting for so long and then dealing with my period and holding water, it was like a little bit hard to time like the, the carbohydrates. Um, because I definitely feel like I could use more size. Like they had said, like more on my shoulders, more on my glutes. I think part of it was like, uh, like battling to work. Yeah, you weren't, yeah, you weren't I, able to work your lower body for, like, three weeks. I think I was so depleted, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I mean, I did feel like after the show when I had more carbs that I definitely filled out more. Um, but also you, like, you run that risk of spilling, uh, over. spilling over, especially yeah. when you have hormones that are holding mm-hmm. extra water on top of that. So it's, like, a delicate balance. And like you said, I think we did the best with what we had going um and definitely i think like it, it, for the improvement season i think adding a little bit more size and then being a little bit more strategic about bringing in my conditioning like we had mm-hmm. talked about i think mm-hmm. those are great things that we can improve upon and and that's what it's about like i think yep. um like and like i did not place where i wanted to place this show like let's just be honest like you you work really hard to get that placement but um, I also think that 
if you are looking at the longevity of this sport and you're wanting to be an athlete for a long time, you're going to have moments where you don't come in where you want to. And the point of it is to make the most of that experience and take the lessons from it. And that's what I spent a lot of time doing after the show is thinking like, okay, what could we learn from this to improve upon for next season? And uh, having a great coach like Amy does the same exact thing. And so um, I think taking your, you know, like you could have your moment where you're like, okay, ouch, that's not where I wanted to end up, but not dwelling on that and that not being the end result because there's always another show. There's always another chance to get better um, and having a great partnership with somebody who's going to help take you there. I think that's what, um, that's the, the gems of this sport. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's very well said. And I think we'll kind of end things there. Um, just those of you that are competing this year, keep in mind that everybody's been kind of waiting and waiting. So, a lot of people that were prepping for a show, you know, they dieted down and then also had time to reverse and then diet again. So the level of physiques, like the people that stayed committed are really on point. So mm-hmm. you're going to see that at the end of the year here as all of these shows just stack pile on top of each other. You're going to see the level of competition and the level of conditioning is going to be insane. So if you are getting ready for that, just keep that in mind that, you know, this is going to be, you know, those (laughs) that have stuck with it, they've really stuck with it for a long time. So, um, you know, just throwing that out there that, you know, keep working hard and keep staying motivated. And um, I just think it's cool that things are happening. So, yeah, me too. All right. Well, with that, this is. Amy Anger, your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini. And you can find us on Instagram at Prep Life Podcast or at Glam Girl Bikini. And you can apply for the team at glamgirlbikini.com. Just hit the Get Started button, and we will be glad to set up a phone consultation to, to discuss your bikini wellness or figure goals. And so this is my co-host because I'm so great at extra extras <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what I'm okay so we're real people we're exiting out uh, of this podcast and yes. my co-host is yes and and I am no <laughs> and this is Chris Nicole glam girl bikini coach and IFBB bikini pro thanks for listening guys <laughs>